evening, everybody. I am so happy to be here to be back for another coffee series. We have a very special reason for being here. Um, James, say hi, James. Hi, everyone. James has written a book that's called Sunset in Rome. And I was honored to be able to read it. Let me just tell you, um, I, I kind of, like, I just got done reading it. It's a novel about a gay, queer Amish man, right? And it's wildly fascinating to finally have a novel about a queer Amish person and about that experience. And my favorite line in the whole book is when the deacon professes his love. Just, just so you know, that's that's my favorite. <laughs> and I was really engrossed in the part where, like, ministry and deacons were engaged in like homosexual acts. Like, it was like, how is this even happening when they are the ones that are simultaneously can requiring confessions from other people who are engaging in homosexual acts? It is a coming of age story. And I recommend it for adults for various reasons. But <laughs> if you want to learn about a queer Amish experience, this is a really good novel. Thank you, James, for expending your energy to write it. It's a very short story. It's only 45 pages long. It's easy read. So with that being said, you got anything you want to say about your book? Well, um, first of all, happy Band Books Week. <laughs> it's very appropriate yes so appropriate <laughs> yes um mercury is in retrograde so there's a lot of shifting in the universe right now and um this is perfect timing yeah um sunset in rome is not my first short story but uh it's my first short story in a really long time i don't normally write fiction i write poetry but I, I had this piece that I was going to read that would kind of give you some context about Sunset in Rome. So, Okay. <clears throat> um, LGBTQ Amish, ex-Amish need to hear our own voices in literature, but we're from a closed religious community and culture that doesn't encourage or support artistic freedom and creative endeavors. This would be considered prideful, worldly, etc. And not many Amish leave to become a writer or an artist. But um, I attended public schools and um, I had non-Amish teachers that encouraged my creative writing and love of books. Um, in fact, in school, I won a, a, an award for a, sto a short story that I had written. So um, most young Amish people, if they uh, had any interest in writing or art, would be discouraged from that. However, um, because I went to a public school um, and my father did not monitor my um, reading, um, that kind of made me an exception to the rule. Um, One of the, one of the, like, I remember being a teenager 
and going to the library and trying to find like a gay Amish book, even though that wasn't necessarily what like I had in mind, but I was, I was trying to find, you know, rep visibility, uh, re representation. Um, and of course in the nineties, there was no gay Amish, uh, book out there, but now there is. <laughs> And I wanted to challenge the uh, the narrative and and, and the church. Um, my story is about Jacob. Uh, he's the main character. Um, he returns home to the Midwest, and and in essence, he takes a stand against the church for their hypocrisy for staying in the closet. Um. People don't think of the Amish as religious extremists, but they are. And as I noted on Plain Rainbows, Mary, they're basically disgruntled Catholics. <laughs> We're all apostates. <laughs> which, yeah, which I, I actually, when I was, when Queen Elizabeth's funeral was, was on, um, I watched the sermon and I was really struck by how removed um, the Amish are from the church that they broke away from. Mm -hmm. Like I was trying to imagine a Pope or a Catholic Bishop, like listening to an Amish sermon, like an Amish preacher actually preaching. And, you know, it's, oh, I can't move this lip ready, huh? <laughs> it's basically, it, it, it's basically spiritual abuse. I mean, you have men with a grade school education and basic knowledge of society and the world at large, stumbling over mispronounced sentences and playing God or the Pope or the Borges. Have you ever seen the Borges, Mary? That was such a great show. Nope. Um, but the difference is, you know, in the Amish, the emphasis is on church rules and conforming. And you don't hear a lot about hope or love. There's just a lot of fundamentalist teachings, fire and brimstone, eternal damnation, blah 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 um and today <laughs> we're now a multi-million dollar tourist attraction and used as propaganda in conservative media christian nationalist memes and republican presidential candidates sunset in rome will be banned by the amish church probably by You're probably kidding. Probably by the Catholic Church as well. So finally, there's something that they can agree on. I have brought them together. Now they're united. The, Hashtag the, artists are here to disturb the peace. We are. Now they're united, so, James. Sorry, I have so, to interject here just for a minute. <laughs> they're so, united because the enemy of my enemy is my friend. <laughs> That's where they are. <laughs> artists are here to disturb the peace let me echo right. that and and that's... somebody actually commented that as well artists are here to disturb the peace that's yes. right artists yes. unite yes. all right continue. Well, um and you know um to write a book about a gay um, Amish boy that becomes a sex worker is um, based on a true story, except for the Amish part. 
And actually, uh, I'm referring to Denim Fouts, um, who um, a lot of writers have actually written about him, including Truman Capote, uh, Paul Bowles, Christopher Isherwood. Um, he was from Jacksonville, Florida, which I have been to several times. And huh, um, <laughs> I don't blame him for leaving. <laughs> Sorry, Jacksonville. I've been to Jacksonville, Florida. <laughs> it's yeah. the most nondescript city in the world. There's like nothing... There's nothing you, really that unique about it. I, I, I don't mean to hate on Jacksonville. I had a really good time there. Um, but yeah, so he, he was born there. He had um, an abusive father and um, he, was, he, was, he, was, he was a very beautiful, um, a very beautiful man. He was a very beautiful boy. And so he was um, having gay sex with men. Um, and his father found out and beat him. And so, so he left and um, went to Europe and traveled the world because he was considered um, the world's most expensive prostitute. And he was lovers with uh, royalty, with some celebrities, uh, with various famous people, and they sort of paid his paid his way through life. Um, his life did not end all that well. He died young because of uh, a drug addiction. Um, he sort of he lived really hard, you know. He lived a full life in a short amount of time. And uh, again, various writers have written about him. But this sort of just takes inspiration from his story. <clears throat> and, you know, a gay Amish sex worker really is not that far-fetched because, I mean, I remember, like, during my clubbing days in my 20s, like, I remember um, the the, the go-go boys. Um, some of them were also sex workers. And... You know, they had been on their own since they were a teenager. They were um, ostracized from their family. They they really didn't give a fuck. I mean, they were very street smart. They're incredibly cool. Um, but I mean, the opportunity for sex work, if I had wanted to, if I had, if that's what I had wanted to do, I mean, it was there. I remember I took a, a meeting with a porn producer once. He bought me lunch. And I backed out of doing the movie, <laughs> but you know, he bought me lunch. So, Hey, um, you got lunch. At least you got fed, right? You got yeah. Fed. Right. That was in Tallahassee, Florida. I don't know. Something about Florida. <laughs> yeah. Learning. Um, yeah. But I mean, uh, the, the premise of an Amish boy becoming a sex worker, um, I mean, I understand to some Amish people that would be very provocative, very controversial, but it's also somewhat realistic because, I mean, when we leave the Amish, you know, anything can happen. <laughs> I mean, it just depends on, on um, yeah, our own circumstances. Well, but um, so the story um, sort of, sort of um, 
sets it up so that he's returning home to his father, to the Amish farm. And it leads to this confrontation with his father. Um, and it also raises the issue of Amish men that stay Amish, but they're, they're in the closet. They're actually gay. So, and then, which leads to the question of, you know, authenticity. Do you leave the church to be true to yourself or do you stay in the closet and just have sex on the down low like some Amish bishops that I know? Uh-huh. Or mm -hmm. some Amish men that I know that live double lives. Um, mm -hmm. And then they, you know, like, what do you do? What do you do? How are you authentic? How are you authentically living your life in an environment like that where there's no space for you to be queer? Or right. Gay? Right. Yeah, we don't have that. I mean, we don't have any role models. We don't have any visibility. I mean, now we have the Plain Rainbows podcast, but that's contingent upon Amish having iPhones and not all of them do. Mary and I have both been really lucky to connect with gay Amish people through the podcast, but there's plenty that we don't reach because they don't have the technology. That is correct. So it just depends mm -hmm. on like what. But hopefully, they, but hopefully they have a library card. It would be great. Would be great. You know what we need? We, we need you, a, huh? Did you have a library card growing up, Mary? <clears throat> <laughs> James, I have never pretended to have been a good Amish. <laughs> <laughs> I did not until I was technically considered over the age of 18 by the world. So once I was 18, I did end up somehow getting a library card. Somebody helped me get one. Best thing ever. And, you know, really truthfully, like I want to touch upon something you said. You said, <clears throat> again, it's the bishops that you know, or like even the Amish that we've connected with um, that happen to be queer or gay. Um, where is, where are the role models for us? Because I, I don't have, like, even as somebody assigned female at birth, I don't have somebody that's a role model for me that comes from Amish heritage as, like, an Amish queer AFAB person. I don't have that. Mm -hmm. and, and I just feel like I know that there's people out there. I know that they're out there that are people that are assigned AFAB. And... And they are part of the queer community and they come from Amish heritage. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This is true. Um, yeah, I personally know of um, several gay Amish men that remain in the church, mm -hmm. remain married, all that. Yep. Like I said, living a double life. Like that's, that's what happens sometimes. It's really quite um, disconcerting, but then like the other message that we have is that like you're worthy of living your life like I would hope that someday in my wildest dreams okay if for nothing else like let's let's go here now let's let's look at the the cover of the book so there's that and then we have 
this. It says by James Swartz. Yeah, it's a great one. And then here's my copy that I read, y'all. I just, I just love this. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> I think it's great. I really do. Yeah. I think that, you know, the more we talk about it, you know, the more we raise awareness, the more we go to pride celebrations with science, the more we circulate information, the more people are going to feel like there is hope. There mm -hmm. is hope. Absolutely. And the book is a big step in there being hope because library cards, there are many Amish people that have library cards, even if they're forbidden. There are some that it may not be forbidden, but having library cards, having access to books, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. If, um, if we have any viewers from Pennsylvania, please get my book into Lancaster Library. <laughs> <laughs> and, and don't stop there. Let's do Indiana and Iowa and Wisconsin and Ohio. Yes, yes. Please. Ohio, um, yeah. Yeah, because, you know, Amish need to um, hear, we, you know, we need to hear our own um, stories being told. And, you know, whether it's through podcasts or whether it's through a fictional story, um, you know, it's important that, um, that <clears throat> gay Amish know that um, there are others out there like them. Right. I mean, that cannot be understated. Literally. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is really, really important, you know, and ideally. Um, in, in some in some cases, you know, it's a matter of life and death because, you know, what happens when you're when you, if you come out and it doesn't go well or. Um, you know, um, like. What, what you know, like this book, you know, um, it's not going to be reviewed in any Amish publication and it will be a, it will be um, suppressed by any Amish media um, which you know there's a handful of Amish youtubers um, <laughs> and they're all heterosexual fuddy duddies that belong in the mid medieval times because that's where their mindset is but, you know, um, love is stronger than hate. And, you know, um, I really do believe that at the end of the day. And I do believe the change is coming to the Amish church. It's slow, but I think it is happening on, on various levels. You know, um, there's Amish people that work with gay people. Like, they have factory jobs or whatever. And, you know, they have gay coworkers. Or they have non-Amish family that's gay. And it's, you know, it's not like they live in this complete bubble. Um, and so, um, you know, they're aware that the ministers also deny same-sex couples the right to get married, which violates their human rights. But um, that's by far not the only right that the Amish violate. Just list them. <laughs> I mean, James, I have a list of, you know, I recently took a human rights course. 
Well, yeah, if you're Amish, you should you should um, Google your human rights and, and you'll see um, all the rights, all your rights that have been violated by the, the bishops. It's unbelievable. So let me just read you one. Okay. The very first human right. It says we are all, it's Universal Declaration of Human Rights. Mm -hmm. It says we are all born free and equal. We are all born free. We all have our own thoughts and ideas. We should all be treated in the same way. And this is an abridged version, by the way. Mm -hmm. So if we are all free and equal, and we should all have our own thoughts and ideas, and we should all be treated in the same way, mm -hmm. where is that mm -hmm. happening? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, anyway. one of the... What one of the points that my my the character in the book Jacob makes is that you know he's he's confronting his father and he talks about the control, you know the control the control mechanisms in the Amish and um, I think that sort of going to be something that all Amish readers ask themselves, uh, at, you know, at the, in the book is you know am I tired of being controlled like this? And, um, yeah, you know, um, so what you're hoping, let me recap, what you're hoping is that your book will bring visibility and awareness and also let people know that they're not alone if they're gay and Amish. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And by doing so you know it's it's like and i've heard this term i i don't know it's like speaking truth in love i don't remember where i heard it from man i need a new memory but anyway so this term like speaking truth in love right so love like you said is much stronger than hate <clears throat> in the right. same token did you did you notice i have like rainbow hair i love it i love it <laughs> Just for you. Just for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but it's so when, fabulous. When we, when we speak truth in love and we speak our truths and we speak for us, it can really yeah, yeah. raise awareness on a whole different level because historically we haven't had that, James. We haven't had that level, that amount of, you know, us being able to speak our truth in a way that matters to us. We've had people who spoke for us. We've had lots All of the that. Time. Every, every damn day. <laughs> I mean, like, it's it's almost inevitable. And I don't know what that phenomenon is. But that's also why... You know, we host Plain Rainbows. That's why we have coffee with friends. That's why we, you know, right now we're having coffee with James. Because, yeah. Well, at the moment, it's actually Gatorade. <laughs> all right. Oh, did y'all see my cup? This is I got I your it. back. Y'all, let me tell you something about this cup. My battle buddy from way back when way way back when from like 15 years ago <laughs> sent me that freaking cup and it's the best thing ever <laughs> oh my gosh i love it 
she also but, sent me. But yeah, so um, oh, oh, the the God. majority of the book is the story Sunset in Rome. However, there is a bonus section of um, uh, several poems um, re- that were recently published, and uh, you can uh, read a preview at feversofthemind.com. And also uh, check Amazon tomorrow, and it should be the book should be live then. Is it going to be available on Kindle? No, it's paperback only. Oh, we're going to go there. Why so, not Kindle? Uh, then I gotta wait for the mail to send it to me. That's like a <laughs> lot. You're asking for a lot. <laughs> I mean, what's um, three more days? I've already waited my whole life for a story about a queer oh. Amish experience that's accurate in book form. So what's what's three more days? Like I just have to hold the book, y'all. Like it's very precious to me. Well, I mean, thank you. Thank you for um, reading the book, Mary, and your kind words. And yeah, I mean, you were the first person I thought of, like when I was like, oh my God, I've written this story. Now let's show it to someone that's gay and Amish. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Mary well, has to read this. <laughs> well, I mean, let me just talk about another part of the book that is like priceless. It's like the church or my body. Yes, yes. That right, and 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 that touches on the film um, Total Eclipse, which is about the poet Arthur Rambo and Paul, um, their relationship. So, if you haven't seen Total Eclipse with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, definitely check that out. It's a really good uh, version of the poet's life, and it is inspired by that. Um, my the church or my body yes. <laughs> yes i mean but it's such a succinct way of explaining some of queer amish culture it really is mm. when when mm. you think about it the church or my body it's like you can't be authentic because there's no space for you to be authentic right if, yeah if, if you're a part of the church that's why you have people who are living double lives. That's why you have people who are so deeply closeted. Even when they exit the culture, they may still be completely closeted because they've been taught like some horrible things. And I'm here to tell you, you know, do you believe those things? Do you believe that it makes you a bad person to experience things? Because at the end of the day, you're a human being, regardless of who you're attracted to, regardless of your gender identity, regardless of your sexual orientation, you're a human being and you deserve to walk in your truth. You deserve to walk in your light and to shine your light upon the world and be that person that you are. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And, yeah. you know. The Amish need to hear that, and probably the Catholics as well. So, yeah, yeah, <laughs> probably. Do we have any parting possibly, words possibly. from you? <laughs> 
possibly. It's it's very, very possible. So do you have any parting words for people? Um, I really, really hope you enjoy this story. It's very unique. And um, I had a lot of fun writing it. And I'm really excited to have this out in the world. And I'm very excited that somewhere a gay Amish kid is going to pick this book up and it will save his life. So buy a copy, donate it to your library, fight the book bans going on in America right now, which is crazy. Um, because we need to have our stories told and um, we definitely need visibility. So thank you, Mary, for allowing me to um, talk about Sunset in Rome tonight. And um, yeah, I hope everyone goes out and buys a copy. This is like amazing. Thank you for coming and talking about your book. Like you, you just, it's amazing. It's amazing that there's going to be a book tomorrow that, you know, someday I might be able to show my teenager that they may be able to understand a little bit and a little bit better. And like someday I might be able to show like it's just it's just freaking fabulous. That's what no. it is, because we get Thank to have. And we get to have representation. We get to have voices. We deserve representation, just like every yes. other person. We deserve yes. that. We deserve to have our voices heard. We deserve to have our stories told. This is Do true. You, believe you deserve that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, anyways. I wanted to say thank you, James, for writing the book and expending all of that energy. I know you work really hard on writing. I do really enjoy the way that you write. Your poetry is amazing, but also the short story. It really, really just, it struck a chord in me and it gave me big feelings in a very big way. So with that being said, if you are a queer Anabaptist and or gay, Anabaptist, LGBTQIA mafia. If you're part of the Alphabet Mafia and you're an Anabaptist, like please know that you're not alone. Please know that you are worthy of love, life, and happiness in your life. You deserve joy. Absolutely. You deserve everything. You deserve the world. Mm-hmm. And then with that being said, I'm going to hop on off of here. Y'all have a good night.